This sermon is entitled, Feeling God Forsaken. It's our third Sunday in Lent and our third Sunday in this series that was based on Susan Robb's seven words, listening to Christ from the cross. It's another look at the suffering of Christ during his crucifixion. Jesus, in his humanity, was experiencing what many, if not most of you, have felt at one time or another during your life. Perhaps you have faced a situation where you felt you were completely alone. Perhaps you took a stand for something that you believed in your heart of hearts was the right thing to do, but no one else would stand with you. You most likely felt forsaken and alone. Maybe the pain for you came from losing a loved one through death, miscarriage, betrayal, abandonment, disagreement, perhaps a move a great distance away or from some other hurtful situation or painful situation. The most difficult periods in my life is when I took a medical leave of absence to care for my husband for a year while he battled brain cancer. I wound up then taking an early retirement from teaching to continue to care for him. A week or so after he died, I sat alone and thought, I am a widow and I'm retired. And I didn't want to be either one of those things, especially after just having celebrated my 59th birthday. I felt like I had no identity. I had already become, become the process of becoming a pastor, but I had to wait another two years before I was appointed. And that time, um, even though I did not feel forgotten by God, was very difficult waiting uh, for God's perfect timing. These past two years have left many feeling forsaken, and some still do because of this worldwide pandemic, which is not going away yet. We're so grateful it's better, but in other parts of the world, it's still um, causing so much heartache and pain and suffering. The isolation not only caused heartache, but I can only imagine how difficult it was for people in nursing homes and hospitals and their families who were not able to see each other during that time. The feeling of being completely alone. Isolation can be extremely painful. Feeling alone can be devastating. And I suspect that many, if not most, in Ukraine right now are feeling God forsaken. I wonder how many people become criminals because no one ever told them that they were loved. What caused those who hung on either side of Jesus to become hardened criminals? Maybe it was because they never felt that anyone cared. And they were desperate and forgotten. Maybe you're caught in the middle of a situation right now that may be terrifying you. Do not despair or give up. You are not alone. Your Lord and Savior went through a similar situation through his arrest, trial, and execution. It looked as though he had lost and his enemies had won. Even his heavenly Father turned away from him. The divine and human natures of Jesus were never separated, even during the crucifixion. 
Yet it is clear, difficult as it is to explain, that Jesus' intimate fellowship with God the Father was temporarily broken as he took on the sin of the entire world. My God, my God, why have you forsaken me? The translation of scripture that you heard this morning said, abandon me. Some other translations um, say either rejected or deserted me. All express a feeling of separation from God. Jesus did not ask this question in surprise or despair. He was quoting the first line of Psalm 22. The whole Psalm is prophecy expressing the deep agony of the Messiah's death for the world's sin. Jesus knew that he would be temporarily separated from God the minute he took on all of our sins. The separation was what he dreaded as he prayed in Gethsemane. The physical agony was horrible, but the spiritual alienation from God was the ultimate torture. As Jesus used the words of Psalm 22, which begins with despair, but ends with renewed trust in God, he may have been hinting that he knew this broken relationship with his father would soon be restored. The only reason for the separation was because Jesus was covered with our sins. Commentator William Barclay explains it this way, Jesus had taken this life of ours upon him. He had done our work and faced our temptations and borne our trials. He had suffered all that life could bring. He had known the failure of friends, the hatred of others, the hatred of foes, and the malice of enemies. He had known the most searing pain that life could offer. Up to this moment, Jesus had gone through every experience of life except one. He had never known the consequence of sin. If there's one thing sin does, it separates us from God. It puts between us and God a barrier like an unscalable wall. That was the one human experience through which Jesus had never passed because he was without sin. It may be at this very moment that experience came upon him, not because he had sinned, but because in order to be identified completely with our humanity, he had to go through it. In this terrible, grim, bleak moment, Jesus really and truly identified himself with human sin. Here we have the divine paradox. Jesus knew what it was to be a sinner. And this experience must have been doubly agonizing for Jesus because he had never known what it was to be separated from God by this barrier. That's why he can understand our situation so well. And that is why we never need to fear to go to him with our sins. They will be cut off, those sins will cut us off from God. It's not something we need to be afraid of. Because he has gone through it, he can help others who are going through it. There's no depth of human experience to which Christ has not plumbed. 
if you have ever felt desperately alone and forsaken by God and have lashed out at him, don't worry. It is okay. God already knew how you felt and he was not upset with you. I'm sure that he would much rather have us cry out in frustration and anger than to ignore him completely. Jesus felt the same kind of feelings you had or may be currently having. It's also important to notice that Jesus did not keep his thoughts to himself. It must have been extremely difficult for him to breathe as he was nailed to the cross, but even more difficult to speak these final words. And yet he did cry out the third word from the cross, my God, my God, why have you forsaken me? These words were heard and recorded so that even today we can read them and realize that Jesus knows exactly what we are going through. He has not forgotten, abandoned, or forsaken us, and he never will. The important thing for us to remember today and always is that God did not abandon his son. Susan Robb wrote, the last words Jesus speaks from the cross in the Gospels of Mark and Matthew are the darkest. However, if we carefully follow them to their conclusion, we will discover a much deeper richness to Jesus' words and to the story of the crucifixion. Rob continues, I believe we will find that they can represent for us some of the most hope-filled and life-giving words in all of the Gospels. We need to hear these words from the context in which Jesus speaks them. Through his cry, we may encounter the hope Jesus intends for us to cling to in our darkest moments. You know, during biblical times and down through the ages, through many difficult periods in history, people have felt God forsaken. However, even in the midst of feeling God forsaken, our worst experiences draw us to God. One wonderful resource that you can always turn to, whether you're in the best of times or the worstest times, is the book of Psalms. It's filled with 150 chapters that you will find within those words and those pages just about every human emotion that you will ever experience, from deep distress and anger and a feeling of being God-forsaken to thankfulness, praise, and joy. The Bible is filled with prayers to God expressing emotions of every sort. You never have to hold anything back from God. He knows what you're thinking and feeling anyway, and he understands. A perfect example is Psalm 22, a psalm of lament. As mentioned earlier, Jesus quotes this psalm on the cross, crying out to God, knowing that even though he is momentarily feeling God forsaken, he will soon be reunited with his heavenly Father. Jesus shows us that there is never a time when we have to be afraid to share with God what we are feeling. Jesus knocks at the door of our heart. He's waiting for us to answer, to invite him in. He's ready to hear your pain and to help you through it. And I get frustrated sometimes when people are going through a difficult or challenging time 
and they don't tell us about it. They don't let their pastors know, so Pastor Andy and I can't be there with you or for them when they are going through this terrible experience. I'm sure God feels the same way. He wants us to open up the door of our heart and let him in. He's waiting for us to open up our heart. In Isaiah 49, we read, Sing for joy, O heavens. Rejoice, O earth. Burst into song, O mountains. For the Lord has comforted his people and will have compassion on them in their suffering. I want you to put your palm out. Because the following words say, See, I have written your name on the palms of my hand. I don't know about you, but I've always been very touched by those words. How special it is to know that your name is written on the palm of God's hands. Perhaps you could let someone else know that, to know how much they are loved and cared by God. Having the reassurance that God is with you and understands what you are going through and that he loves you unconditionally, how then will you help someone else who is feeling God forsaken? How will you show them God's presence and his love? Look at some of what Jesus endured while he was in his humanity here on earth. I want you to really hear these words and be humbled by what Jesus went through for you, for each one of us. He was rejected by many, tested and mocked, betrayed by Judas. His beloved disciples fell asleep when he asked them to pray for him. All of his friends except Peter ran away after he was arrested. And then Peter denied him three times. He was condemned, mocked by the soldiers, stripped of his clothes, and severely beaten before making his final walk to execution. Susan Robb writes, once Jesus arrived at Golgotha, he would have been suffering from pain, shock, dehydration, and loss of blood. Then his hands and feet would have been nailed to the cross and affixed in such a way as to cause a slow death. Jesus and the two men beside him would have had to attempt to hold themselves up by the strength in their legs in order to avoid suffocation. As the day went on, Jesus, already weakened from the flogging, would have struggled to breathe as his strength began to fail. The few words he uttered from the cross would have been very difficult to speak. Six hours, six hours, can you even begin to imagine the pain that Jesus suffered hanging on the cross for six hours? So what did Jesus do? In the depth of his human suffering and pain, he cried, my God, my God, why have you forsaken me? Rob wrote, while I think these words are difficult for us to hear, they are also some of the most endearing words of Jesus because they most clearly reveal his humanity. In this moment, he is just like us. He feels what we have all felt, humiliation, betrayal, pain, suffering, abandonment, God-forsakenness. 
Jesus was not turning away from God. He was turning toward him. I think the way he expressed those words were, my God, my God. He was crying out to his father. When you are going through suffering and trials, God hears your cries. He walks with you in your pain and leads you to light and victory. Good Friday is always followed by Easter. It may be difficult at the time, but we always need to trust that God is with us through the darkness, walking us into the light of better, brighter days ahead. In addition to trusting that you are never, ever alone, even in your darkest hours, the challenge today is to be for, there for others in their painful moments. I like the way Susan Robb puts it. As we listen to and understand the context of Jesus' words, they also become an inspiration to follow his example of caring for those who feel abandoned or forgotten. These words are not just meant to reassure us. They are meant to challenge us, to remind us that here on earth, we are Jesus' hands and feet. We are called to reach out to those who feel that hope is lost, who feel that God has forsaken them, and to show them that they are not alone. It's also good for us to remember that focusing more on others can help ease our own pain. A burden shared can be helpful. The Gospels are filled with examples of Jesus' compassion for those who were suffering or hurting in any way. He always reached out to those who were the least, the lost, and the lonely, despite what anyone else thought. Jesus was so weakened by his torture that Simon of Cyrene was asked to carry his cross. Jesus needed help. We all do. Who can you help by telling them that they are not God-forsaken in their sorrow? We are called to help carry a cross that another cannot burden alone. So I leave you this morning with this challenge. Whose cross can you help to carry? Amen. Oh,